Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. One of the things or one of the events that we're invited to uh, be aware of uh, as it's happening uh, is uh, thoughts that can become um, a phenomenon that one can be, uh, be aware of, conscious of. Um, in mindfulness, one of the particular ways to be, uh, become aware or be aware of a thought is not so much about the content, but the, maybe I would say more like the form of it or the process of it or the experience of it. So being aware, for example, that th- thinking is happening uh, or that a thought just arrived or vanished in the mind. So the appearance, disappearance of thoughts, the presence, their absence of thoughts. Um, so it's a different way to relate, to be in relationship with thoughts when and see if it's true for you, but for me, often I'm fascinated by the content of the thought. And I'm not so aware that I'm thinking, like I get kind of uh, taken for a ride, you know, fascinated. I enter, or I identify, or fuse. The attention fuses with the thought. And there's just a kind of a following. Uh, and here this it's a little different. It's a waking up too. The fact that there's a production in the mind, a generation of mind, be it uh, words being said or heard, something seen, uh, an image, vague or precise, moving or still, becoming aware of the, what is it, the nature of a thought, you could say. So that's a very different way to uh, relate to it. And so it's not that thoughts shouldn't be happening, it's that uh, we can become curious about its arising, their arising and passing as they happen. So when maybe we tend to think that each of our thoughts are uh, an expression of truth, factual and true, here we're more interested in, oh, something is being presented here, an opinion, a preference, a story is being told. Something is being constructed. Uh, and we might notice uh, uh, maybe repeating uh, some of uh, Anushka's wise words yesterday, anyway, that sh- struck me in, um, in her talk when she was saying uh, something like the, this I, I, I is a construction I've, did you notice this when it was a construct of mine and there might not be much <laughs> behind that construction and when we become aware of thoughts we might notice that there's a kind of a recurrence of this I 
many of them start with this kind of I as an ultimate reference point, you know, I will, I was, will I, etc. And we can become interested in this way that the, the world is fabricated for, for us. You know, the way the world is conceived, conception, conceiving the world, interpreting, perceiving the world. So that's one of the things we can become aware of. As we do uh, this today, maybe that's going to be of interest to you uh, today. Uh, the field of thinking, the presence and absence of thoughts, and uh, yeah, the comings and goings of thoughts. Maybe we'll discover also that uh, thoughts either are influenced by emotions or influence emotions. There might be a play here that is of interest. You know, I've noticed that uh, in calm or benevolence, the thinking process is quite different than in worry or um, shame or uh, frustration, irritation. You know, what is said is different. When there is anger or reactivity, my mind doesn't allow a lot of nuances. It's like this, always be like this, will always be like this, this is how it is, and I hate it. There's not like, oh, you know, right now it's... No, it's always like this. <laughs> you know, the nuances don't have their... Sp- are not welcomed here, <laughs> you know? And so to be aware that, oh, I'm in this emotion right now, visited by this emotion, so maybe the thoughts that will accompany it don't describe exactly uh, future or myself or others. It might just... Uh, be a vision, you know, a momentary or ephemeral way to perceive things. I notice, for example, when I'm impatient, people are annoying. (laughs) And it's a fact. It's absolute reality. People are annoying. And when there is gratitude or loving-kindness... Compassion, people, they do their best. You know, they're really trying to find their way, like me. (laughs) And so, it can be extremely liberating to recognize a thought for what it is, a thought. I would say this is a kind of, um, yeah, putting an end to delusion. Instead of thinking that a thought is reality, that recognizing something for what it is, a thought for a thought. The Buddha talks about mirage. When he talks a bit about, you know, what happens in the mind, mirage, how it appears to me now. And I've seen this also over time, you know, that right in the moment something appears a certain way and sometimes just give me 10 minutes, 20, let alone 3 years. And suddenly, whoops, it's going to shape-shift, shift-shape. And so there's tremendous amount of freedom possible when we're able to recognize, oh, it appears like this right now. That's a mental note I often take. Oh, it appears like this right now, my love. 
it appears like this. Let's see. This is never going to work. Oh. It appears like this right now. Of course. Of course it appears like this. And so here we have the time uh, to explore these things. There's not so many demands put on us. We don't have so much to do on our list. you know. And we can slow down and pay attention like this. in this uh, tradition, uh, Munindraji, famously has said, maybe more than once, the thoughts of your mother are not your mother. They're a thought. And to make, have this discernment, the capacity to see, oh, this is a thought, this is... Because sometimes in my relationships, uh, I've thought that, oh, if this person was to say this to me, and it's, it's a thought process, I imagine the person saying this to me, and sometimes I have resentment towards them for having had p- possibly said that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, do you see the delusion here? Like, you're going to pay for this, that I imagine you could have said. <laughs> And so to, you know, to be able to see this, the constructions in the mind, you know. Uh, So let's play with this a little bit. Invite you to find your posture. And you might already be in your posture, standing or sitting. If you want, just as an exercise here, I invite you to think of, uh, maybe think of your room here. This is not your room. It's It's a mental event that is happening. It's a creation of mind. It might be the same for the way you maybe think of your self or your body. So let's uh, maybe anchor our attention in the the senses here, if it feels right. 
allowing the attention to connect with the touch points, with the ground, chair cushion. Maybe to feel the hands, not so much the image of the hands, although it might be there, but the sensations of touch or rest or tingling or space or discomfort, if that's what's there, whatever is there. Can this be known directly? And if you want to bring the attention maybe in the chest area, just if you want. And discover what's there maybe expansions and contractions. Space, maybe something else, ease or neutrality or displeasure. Can this be known just for a moment as it is? Maybe letting sounds, the room tone or silence be heard, just as it is. Maybe a general sense of the body here in this space. And as we're here with body sitting, breathing, or standing, We might discover the state of the mind or heart of the meditator. The calm or neutrality or irritation, if that's what's there, joy if that's what's there. 
And we might notice the presence or absence of thoughts. Things said or heard. Or images. Or their absence. See if you can catch, so to speak, the next thought. Become aware of the next thought as it appears. Maybe you'll notice also the disappearance of a thought. might be curiosity for what's in between thoughts, what's there, what's experienced in the gap between thoughts. if you want, you could think intentionally just to explore thoughts consciously and intentionally. If you want, I invite you to think the following thought. I am and put your name there. your full name if it feels right I am so and so and I am meditating now think this a few times if you want
Is it exactly the experience or more description? Is it hindering the experience? Or a little different? If you think the same thought and remove the last part of the sentence, just keeping I am and your name there a few times. you drop the family name if it was there. How does that feel? And if you keep only the two first words, I am. you drop the second word and keep only the first one here. And dropping that one.
if it's available, inviting maybe kindness in the field as we sit or stand, as we are with breath or hearing, as we notice the presence or absence of thoughts. Can this be done with kindness, kindly? a friendly attitude or non-hatred
once in a while, noticing the state of mind of the meditator. No judgments. We just want to know. Sometimes the mind, very naturally, of course, is caught in stories of past or future. It's possible to become aware of this. Oh, caught, gone.
Were you able to hear the bell? Sometimes we just hear the meaning. We don't hear the bell. We just, ah, oh, finish now. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the, mi- the construction of the mind. You know, what we construct of something, the thing itself we don't care so much about. And so here we bring balance to things. There's the meaning that I ascribe to the thing, and there's also the experience. And we're, we're balancing things here. We're trying to come closer to experience. I want to tell you a little story, but before I want to make this announcement that today uh, at 1.15 or uh, 1.30, 1.45, I think um, you'll see on the board, you'll have a time for, uh, to come and uh, do a, a, a test for the COVID. And so if we're all very um, uh, careful with this and come at the right time, every one of us will have done the test and we'll be able to know what is going on on that level or partly what is going on um, uh, with the COVID here. And we might be later uh, be able, if everybody's negative, to remove the masks. Uh, and you'll be able to keep yours, of course, if it uh, feels... Uh, right or important or that's the right way for you Uh, but if uh, there's a couple of us who don't show up to do the test uh, which is a natural also a possibility that we forget and this and that but that's why I'm reminding us now to um, so there's more possibility that this happens that we all do the test before two o'clock change Things moving. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, so I, I was with a friend a few years ago. I'm so grateful for this conversation because it's still very, very much uh, with me. So I was with a friend who um, their health um, had um, uh, uh, changed uh, quite suddenly. And, uh, you know, there were somebody who would. Um, walk uh, in nature, do long hikes, uh, trips, you know, in, uh, in mountains and stuff. And suddenly they could um, hardly go up one stair of, uh, one flight of stairs, one, anyway, something. They could, would stop in the middle, you know, to take their breath. And, uh, and uh, there was a lot of uncertainty about what was going to happen with them. Uh, and in my mind, they were quite young, you know, and... Uh, so we were uh, talking about the situation, and I was saying, like, hey, it's a, how do you feel, you know, knowing that, you know, like your lifestyle and what you've done in the past and that you can't do anymore, how do you feel about this? And my friend uh, who uh, practices meditation since a long time, uh, they, said, um, they said, oh, Pascal, we've seen through thoughts, no? We've done our work. You know, these are ideas, you know. I take care of what is here. If I have to stop here and breath, take a breath, this is what I do. Like, we, we've seen through thoughts. We don't give so much importance to what was and what should have been and what could have been or be. We know exactly that we take care of what is here. And I was stunned, you know. I was like, 
And I thought it was very generous to bring me in, like, we know we have done our job, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, some of us have. <laughs> and I remember I was like, wow, I have so much work to do still. Like, I have to investigate my relationship with thoughts, you know, and how I cling to them. And, you know, and, um, and so that could have been the end of the conversation, but because I didn't quite get it even then, <laughs> I continued. I was like, yeah, but what about the future? You know, like, <laughs> you don't know what's coming for you, you know? And then again, this person was very generous and said, hey, Pascal, we've done our work. We know future is a thought, you know, like I'm... Uh, and also this person said this other thing. They said, I don't... We, uh, or I or... The, we, I don't believe in timeline. Like, I, you know, I, I was never promised that many years or that I should have the right to my 80 years or some, something like, this is completely made up. I don't buy into this, you know. I'm taking care of what's here now. There's not something that's going to be taken away from me. It, it, it was just a mind construction. And I was, again, stunned, you know. And it gave me like a, I don't know if I could say this, like a, a kick up the butt, you know, like, oh, I think I need to go back on the cushion and really pay careful attention to my relationship to thoughts, you know, how I buy into thoughts. And, uh, yeah, and I could see the level of freedom that this person had, you know, they were not caught into, oh, I hope I'm going to, no, I take care of here now. This is, life is happening here. I take care of it now. What's happening here? What's needed? Let's take care of this. Later in that same, uh, it was a retreat and uh, we were teaching together. So later in the retreat, um, at some point something happens in the morning, you know, in the, I don't know if it was with staff or some, some something in the relationship, something is said, I say something anyway. So... Uh, uh, it's that hour where there's the in- instructions like this. So this teacher was speaking, you know, giving instruction, and I'm sitting like Anushka ne- next, and I'm thinking, I can't believe this happened. This person said that. I said that. Why did I say that? I should have said that. And if they later they say this, I'll, and, you know, and I was spinning, full, full uh, blown spinning, and I tried to listen because I really liked the, to hear the Dharma, you know. <laughs> but it, I kept like, yeah, but I can't believe if they said this. What did they mean when they said that? And, oh, my God, what am I going to do later? And what should I say? And, and, it, and at some point, this teacher just said, I heard, like, there was a kind of a window <laughs> for me here. And the person said, uh, imagine if there was no past and no future, just as a, a question, you know. And I heard this. And suddenly what happened to me is uh, when I was, all my thoughts were about past and future, like what just did happen, what will I do later? And suddenly I kind of fell here, you know, suddenly I was here and I discovered I was miserable. (laughs) But in my obsession, I didn't know this, that, and right then what happened for me was uh, right then compassion arose. Oh, Pascal, you really worked up here. You know, heart-beating, distressed, you know, confused, fearful. Like I was able to notice all this and let go a little bit of before and after and take a moment to be with this one here, accompany this one, you know, uh, with the heart-beating and all the heat and the agitation. And then through that door, you know, bringing the mindfulness to the body, 
domain, talons, hawk, quail. Bringing attention to what was here now in this body, there was, uh, you know, the compassion, the care. And then after this, I could see that it altered the, the thinking process. Instead of thinking, oh my God, suddenly there was like, here, oh, sad about this, confused, fearful. And then maybe I was able to review some. What, so what happened again? Knowing that I was here now, not over there or not later, I, was, I had this, lost this delusion. I knew I was here. I knew it was okay to be here now with this, whatever, distress, small distress here. And then I was able to, so what happened? What's here? Oh, there's confusion. Oh, yeah, okay. Can confusion be known? Yeah. Yes, it can be known. Before it was like, I need to not feel confusion, I need to know, you know. And there's, oh, there's confusion. Oh, there's uncertainty, I don't know what's going to happen later today. Can it be known? The experience of uncertainty is such a human experience. It's so part of human nature that Often, euphemism, we don't know what's coming. Can I actually find balance in not knowing exactly what's going to happen in this relationship? Or can I, can I, and then, and that's for me why I'm practicing. It's because all the values and qualities that uh, might be available sometimes were surfacing. Honesty, integrity, courage, uh, care, respect. They could all emerge in that field now. In the other field, it couldn't. It was, the doors were closed. But in that new field here, and it's not that suddenly it was pleasant or resolved. Nothing was, it was not pleasant nor resolved. But here I could be. And then, you know, I could prepare to go back and say, hey, what just happened, you know. Uh, And um, so the thinking process, it's not like we shouldn't think, but the thinking process was coming from somewhere else. Instead of being habitual or obsessive or compulsive, it was coming from knowing I'm here, knowing maybe it's safe here right now, you know, the space, silence. This thing is not happening you know, it did happen, but now what's happening is something else. His heartbeat, his uh, mind state, emotions, strong ones maybe. Yeah. So that's why we bring these other domains. Later today we'll be maybe doing some walking meditation. So knowing I'm here, remembering again and again that I'm here, stepping, stepping. And yes, images might come from later, what I'm going to return to. And then I can recognize, oh, this is an image, this is an appearance. It might be a little bit more light than it appears when there's no consciousness, when I'm not fully aware. Because I think it's there, I'm back, you know, whatever, at work, home. But if I'm here, I can know, oh no, this is just a vision. It's an image. And it brings some stress with it, you know. A contracting of the heart. Okay, let's be with this. 
questions about practice, the domains, working with thoughts. Yes, please. Exactly a question, but sort of describing my experience. Um, uh, but first, like, I think before I describe it, I wanted to say something about my grandson, who was four. And when he was three, and we would play. He would stop and have me stop, and he would want to lay on the couch, and he'd want to describe this, like pain in his body, these pins that don't exist, deep in his body, all over his body, and he just wanted me to sit with him. And he knew that my impulse was to want to make it better. And he would say not to, and not to do anything. And that they couldn't be removed, and there was nothing to do. And um, he didn't know that he has um, a birth defect with his lymph nodes grow tumors, but somewhere I knew that was part of how he was expressing it. And so I've been sitting the last couple of days and I've, I've really had, most sits have just been really challenging. And, and I think it has to do with sitting, like with some safety about my queerness. Um, so these mental formations are, there's like hopelessness and despair and the talons of in my neck and my collarbone. And my, I'm constantly practicing awareness, but immediately want to go into fixing it. I want greed, hatred, and delusion. I, I either want it to go away or I want something else. And I think that's going to fix it. And then, and then I think of my grandson, I, I just, my approach shifts into. Just being there, just being quiet, not using any tools, almost dropping the practice as fully as I as I can. And then it starts it quiets a little, but it, it's there's no expectation, it's gone. I just want to share that. Thank you, thank you. Could everybody hear? Yes? Okay. Good. Thank you.
I understand what it means when a thought arises. But then when we investigate those thoughts, those are also thoughts. And then when we are, you know, so it's just become very interesting to me because when we think about, you know, I have a pain in my shoulder. And then I'm thinking about, oh, that pain is sharp or the pain is burning. Um, and so those are also thoughts. So I, I think I, I mean, I think that in my head I understand what that specifically is, but I was just wondering if you could comment on those, and just clarify that type of thinking, and yeah. just maybe what is the beneficial thought versus the thought we're clearing. Yeah, thank you. So the question is about uh, investigating thoughts, maybe if I put it in the shorter form <laughs> that I can just now. And, um, and uh, of course, Anushka, you're welcome. Uh, if there anything you want to share? Um, so there's two things that come to my mind. So one I was trying to touch on uh, just with my s- p- second part of my story here is the, the thinking, where does it come from? It's led by what kind of energy? If it's led by agitation or uh, reactivity, it's not going to be the same quality of thinking than if it's led by uh, maybe calm or acceptance or, or uh, curiosity or self-respect. You know, self-loathing doesn't say the same things as, as care. You know? So this is one thing for me that I want to check out. Who, who's talking? You know, some, some energy is, some quality of mind is. The other thing, in practice here, we use thoughts, but we could say sparringly. And so it's not very discursive what we do. So I'll be sitting here, hearing, hearing. So it's a note. I use a thought. I conceptualize. I put a word on what's happening. But it's not even a sentence. Hearing. Oh, pain. Sharp pain. And these words are known, uh, their function is to be a little bit like a frame around the picture. So the frame around the picture invites you to see the picture. So if I say, oh, shoulder, shoulder, it's an invitation to experience the shoulder, or stepping, or in, out. It's a, it's, so all the attention is not on the frame. It's on the experience, the picture. And so the words are very few, and they drive... And after it's mindfulness, it's this listening or feeling, experiencing. This is not conceptual, it's preconceptual, it's experiential, empirical, phenomenological. So the words are very, very few. Huh? Just like, oh, hurt, pain, uh, fear, fear is here. And then I experience it, I experience the mood inside or the contraction in the chest. So very few words. For me, if I have two sentences in a row with subject-verb-complement, probably not exactly in mindfulness anymore. <laughs> Somewhere else. Uh, which could, you know, it could be good, but it's something else. You know. 
And so, oh, hard for you, Pascal, to be here. Inviting. Uh, and sometimes it's a question, what's happening? What's being known? And I've heard you, Anushka, say that, and that stayed with me. It's been a few years. What answers the, that question of what's happening here? What's being known? What answers is listening, is mindfulness, is tuning in. It's silence that answers. So you see there's a question, but it leads to presence, to feeling, experiencing consciously, knowingly. So that's what I could say here. Very, very sparring use of words in order to experience a step, uh, uh, discomfort, joy, or calm. I name in order to invite me to feel that particular brand of calm with some joy in it or very flat, this kind of stupid calm. (laughs) 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 You know, when the mind is, (laughs) you know, there's no much much vitality. and, And so I'm invited to experience it. Okay, thank you. I'm aware of time and we'll have the chance to ask more questions, maybe in small groups this morning or later. Let's take a moment just to, to feel what's here now. So we're in the heart of the retreat here now. It's a very precious time. We've put already a number of hours into showing up again. It's very, very precious. It's a beautiful day to practice. And we're pillars for each other. We're supporting each other in the silence by showing up, by doing our best. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.